installment of the Give It Context podcast. Usually I forget to do this at the beginning, so I'm going to try to get it out the way right away. Instagram and Twitter are at JoviNation23. That's J-O-V-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-2-3. Email is peaceofmind2327 at gmail.com. Let's get started. I get a lot of messages, and again, this is kind of like a little short story before I actually get into what we're talking about today, but I get a lot of messages from, you know, kids, whether they be just starting lacrosse, all the way into kids who are in high school, and some of them might be, you know, freshmen or sophomores in in college, and a lot of times, you know, when you're, if you're doing coaching clinics, or you're doing anything where you're you know, helping the next generation when it comes to sports or anything like that, whatever the sport is, in my case, it'd be lacrosse. A lot of times, you know, a kid will ask you something along the lines of, you know, what inspired you to be the player that you are, something along those lines. That being said, for me, I felt like this was a very necessary, you know, podcast episode just to really get into the mindset of, for a lot of these kids, um, for a lot of these kids. And I think that it's very important that um, if you take anything away from this, as you know, most of my content is for the next generation, is take a lot of this with, you know, if, well, first of all, I'll say this. You don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. But maybe you'll find some gems in here and you'll be able to adopt them into, you know, whatever your sport is or into your mindset and hopefully it pays off for you so name of this or title of this podcast episode is how i became very self-explanatory somebody will ask me a question joe how did you become an all-american or whatever the case is so here's a few things that i've learned over the course of my playing career and honestly post playing career just some things that i obviously keep in the back of my mind, even when I'm teaching or whatever, you know, whatever I'm, you know, invested in at the time, I do like to try to keep a lot of these things in the back of my mind or to bring them up at some point in time that is going to help a kid maybe understand what their role is or whatever the case is. So, of course, we have a long litany of, you know, I've had a million episodes and now I've, I mean, I've spoken about um, the elements of a good team or talking about some of the things that go into the behind the scenes of recruiting or anything like that. But I don't think I've ever actually specifically uh, talked about the mindset. I spoke about um, in a, another episode, I was talking about just the, you know, the mind, not really the mindset necessarily, but some of the things that come after you're done with your playing career. But I never actually talked about in the present time. So that is really what the basis of you know, this episode will be about, and that is pretty simple. Some of the things that made me tick and have helped me 
you know, to become the player that I was once upon a time. And again, these are some very, very important, you know, things you'll probably hear over the course of your time in whatever sport you choose to play. The first thing I would like to ask, if you're listening to this with somebody, is what is your purpose? So I'm talking about not your life purpose, because I think we all as you know, human beings are always trying to figure that part out. I mean, as in whatever sport you're playing, why are you playing it? And that's subside, you know, on the other side of things, I get it. It's fun. You know, um, you enjoy doing it. Your friends are out there, whatever. Let's, we are focusing on the individual today. What is your purpose for playing? Why do you like playing? Is it enjoyment? Or excuse me, I already said it's not about the fun part. But anyway, outside of the realm of that, I'm just saying. There's got to be something that makes you tick. I'll actually share a little bit of what got me going and made me the player that I was once upon a time. We'll get there. A good friend of mine, Scotty Rogers. He plays goalie for uh, the PLL Atlas team. But... This is the first time I had heard it, and maybe he got it from somewhere else, but I'm going to give him the credit for it. But he said, what is your why? I guess that's another way of asking the same question. But why do you do what you do, whatever the sport is? Why do you put in that extra work? Why do you want to get better at it? And again, it's self-explanatory to an extent, obviously to get better at something, but what aspects make you continue to strive to be whatever the athlete, the the student, you know, the lawyer, whatever the case is, what continues to aspire you and inspire you to aspire to be those things? What makes you wake up in the morning? The things that make you tick. As somebody who has been a part of teams pretty much my whole life. There comes a point where, as you get older in particular, I've told you guys this before on other podcast episodes, where especially when you play at top-level high school and you get into college, although winning is fun, all the aspects that lead to that win behind the scenes, depending on you know what side of the coin you're on, is not very fun. I sound very sound very cynical when I say that, but again, there were a lot of sleepless nights, arguments with the girlfriend at the time, whatever the case is, it's a very stressful time to try to prioritize all of the things that you have going on in your life, including playing at the top level. One thing about being on a team that I always used to think was, can they trust me? And what I mean by can't they trust me was a lot different than a normal, I guess, teammate. Said it before, I'll say it again, because I'm very proud of it. I'm 30 years old. I have never had a drink. I've never smoked any weed. I've never even dabbled. Nothing. Just not my thing. I don't look down on those who have. I'm just saying it was never my thing. Maybe on another episode I can explain why. That fear was in such a way, but 
I just never dabbled in that stuff. Now, my friends did. And I always thought in a way that, what I mean by can they trust me, I mean as in, if I know they're going to go out and drink, can I at least be there in some capacity to make sure that they don't get in actual trouble? So I was like Uber or Lyft before Uber or Lyft existed. You could call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Jovi, I'm on this side of town. I don't know how I got here. Please come get me. I was there. So I felt like that was my way of earning the trust of my teammates. They also knew I was never going to be late to a meeting, never late to a lifting session or anything like that. And these are basic priorities that, you know, as an aspiring athlete or if you are an athlete already, you know, these are the things that really kind of start to cause a lot of friction on the team. Small things like that, that if you do not take them seriously, they will literally mess up your relationship with your team and they will turn those little small stress fractures into pure breaks at the worst possible time. If you don't believe me, 2010 Army. That's all I'll say. Another thing is, now based off of my priorities being in line and everything, I also know that when it comes to my performances, do they believe in me? Do my teammates believe in me? Do my coaches believe in me? Because that's an earned trust through my dedication off the field or through just making plays during practice. I have to get to a point where I am essential and I'm important enough to where they want to keep me. They want to put me on the field because they know if we're going to go down with the ship, I want him out there or I want her out there because at least I have my best possible players out there to make a play. And if we don't make the play, then so be it. You want to be a can't miss, you know, uh, you, you want to sell yourself pretty much. If we're at the the poker table, you're the you're all the chips in. That's how you want your teammates to look at you. But here's the most important important part. Do I believe in me? Now that is something over the course of your career that it kind of starts to little by little. It comes with time. It comes with not only the trust of your teammates, but it comes to you find when push comes to shove, some of the best moments in your career, they're actually coming to fruition because of maybe something that you may have learned over the course of getting some advice or you know working on one part of your game and being coachable and at least having the wherewithal to put those things into action and seeing them pay off. It's a beautiful thing because your confidence continues to grow. So make sure you ask yourself, do I believe in me? And not some false, some falsehoods of, well, I did score that goal during blah, 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 you know, when I was seven years old. I'm talking about the accumulation of a lot of these big moments in which you start to learn the goods and the bads of what come with it. I'd like to also throw out the idea that there comes a point in every, you know, athlete's career, early on usually, earlier I should say, where you realize that you're special. And I'm not talking about, you know, 
you know, mommy's little angel. I'm talking about I'm out there and I'm playing differently or things appear to be easier for me than for the other players. That's not meant to use as a level of arrogance, but it's just simply to say that maybe I have a lot more to offer and I just don't know how to unleash all of that potential. But being around the right people and having the right coaches, the right teammates and such, they help you unlock all of that potential. You realize you're special. There comes a time where, wow, I think I'm special. Or not only do I think I'm special, now it's starting to show itself. Um, I can do this. There are five things I want every kid to take from this, and you should always, always think about these things. Well, I think or there are five things to me, I believe, that make you, it gives you, it gets you on the right track to becoming, you know, that super duper star. And I'll actually talk about the repercussions of that as well. The first thing it requires is self-discipline. You have to do things in moderation, okay? Went to Syracuse, one of the biggest party schools in the country. I had a lot of fun there. Don't get me wrong, went out a whole bunch. However, self-discipline says, well, hey, we do have Saturday practice at 8 o'clock because the football game is at 1 and we're playing a ranked opponent in the Carrier Dome. Maybe I should probably not, you know, I'm not talking as me, but thinking more or less my teammates at times, it would be, well, probably shouldn't stay out till 3 or, three or 4 o'clock in the morning, seeing as the fact that you're probably going to be drunk for practice <laughs> on three and a half to four hours of sleep, and you're going to be out there smelling like booze. Probably not the best look. So self-discipline is a very important one. Routine. Routine. I wake up at this time. I eat at this time. Listen, I don't care what you what you say. Almost, I would say, 99.5% of athletes are the most meticulous people on planet Earth. Okay? Because once you get your body into a certain mode, you know exactly when all these, for the, first of all, your body functions. They know. They have a time clock. Because you're so regimented. So get a routine. Okay, work out in the morning or whatever the case is. These are all the things I'm talking about where you're not having a coach or a strength coach or somebody telling you what to do. And that goes back to the self-discipline. Okay? Perspective. What's my role right now? Where am I right now on the team? Am I really doing enough? Are there things I can be doing better? Those are all things that help, okay? But you have to be willing to be honest, number one, with yourself, but you also have to be able to see it from the outside. Look outside of yourself and stop thinking everything is against you. You have to, first of all, think from an internal standpoint, and then you have to think from an external standpoint. You need a confidant. That is a very important thing. And I don't mean friends. The reason why I say I don't mean friends, yes, friends are part of the confidants. But this is what I mean. You do not want for your whole career, 
for somebody to tell you what you want to hear other than, well, you're the greatest player. You're so good. You're so great or whatever. No, you want somebody that is not always going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. For example, my whole career, I never had somebody ever tell me that I have terrible body language when things aren't going well until I moved to Charlotte. I am a very highly emotional person, especially when I'm playing. I'm not very good at like hiding an expression. So I didn't realize that until somebody brought it up to me. And when I started watching, it was downright embarrassing. I'd roll a game back and if I was playing well, it was fine. But then if I wasn't playing too well, you could just see my body language on the sideline or whatever. I just was completely disengaged. So you need somebody that's going to tell you sometimes, again, the unpopular thing. And you may be very pissed off at them and you have every right to be because, hey, who likes to be criticized, right? But you need somebody that you can truly confide in or that somebody is going to tell you and be honest with you where you are as an athlete at that point in time. That also comes with my last point, and that's self-awareness. We've kind of went over that with the self-discipline in particular. But the combination of the perspective, the confidant, and you have somebody, it all adds up to you asking yourself, where was I, where am I at currently, and where do I want to go? You can ask yourself those things and be able to answer them. Or if you don't have those answers, that's okay too. You just need to make sure that you are prioritizing, number one, your time. But you have to understand that this is a learning process. Along that learning process, and this is for all the youngins out there, there is no such thing as a perfect human being or a perfect athlete. I'll say that again. There is no such thing as a perfect athlete. A perfect person, perfect human being, whatever you want to say. No such thing. With that being said, that also means you're going to have haters, as we love to refer to them as. Haters. Now, there are two chains of thoughts about the haters, okay? There's a whole bunch of people. There's I see a lot of people on one side saying, you know, shut up all the haters and, you know, just proving people wrong. I'm not of that ilk. I'm on the other side. I'm the one who says, and any any girlfriend I've ever dated would tell you, or anybody, any of my friends, I always think I'm right. Always. And I own that. So that being said, I'm not going to sit here and think about you telling me what I can't do. I know what I can do. So I'm not going to sit here and focus on somebody telling me what I can't do when I know I'm more than capable of doing that thing. I like to focus on being right because I always know and I expect somebody's going to have a critique of something that I've done or I, you know that I've done before or maybe I'm doing currently. Oh, he's doing this or whatever. I remember at Syracuse, look, every once in a while I swing my stick crazy, I get a one-minute penalty. You know, and this is when I was real butt sensitive, so I'd get on blogs and everything. Miller's undisciplined. Now, mind you, I'd only get, you know, four or five penalties for a whole year. You know what I mean? But in that one moment of, you know, a slash on the helmet, all of a sudden it's he's undisciplined and all that stuff. 
Maybe we can get to another reason why I think they were saying that, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, for every time I heard something like that, I don't have enough time to be sitting here going back and forth with one person who has a critique and has something out for me to begin with, okay? Now, mind you, they disregard the fact that I went, what, two and two, okay, against, you know, a top five opponent. They're going to talk about the one slash. Like, if I'm sitting there all the time thinking about all of that, then I'm obviously in the wrong state of mind. Now, again, if you want to prove haters wrong, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I know for me, I like being right too much <laughs> for somebody to try to tell me what I can or cannot do. Understand this about people who doubt. Understand this about doubt, period. There's two trains of thoughts on this too. Doubt is natural for those who can't do what you can do. That's one rule of thought. The other one is doubt is also natural when it comes from somebody who thinks or who has a problem with how you do things. <laughs> Remember that. A lot of times, look, there's a such thing as a constructive criticism, as we know. And then there's people who nitpick. I don't like the way he does this. I don't like the way he does that. But does it have to do with my play? I don't like this. I don't like that or whatever. Listen, it's natural. Okay, not everybody's going to like you. And me personally, I, when I watch superhero movies and stuff, I'm more of a fan of the villains. That sounds really awkward and really weird, but I'm kind of for badass. I'm more of a fan of the guy who says, yeah, this is who I am. I'm going to make sure you're not going to be successful in the process. Rather than saying, I'm going to be Mr. Model Sid. Now, again, I'm not saying that as far as how I live my life. I'm just simply saying as an athlete, you not liking how I do things, that's your prerogative. Constructive criticism comes with, you know, maybe you could do this or whatever. Coming from the source, hey, I'll pick it up, especially if it's coming from a kid. But a lot of these adults tell all these aspiring athletes, be very careful who you choose to, you know, give that much wind to because a lot of them just be saying stuff just to say stuff. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Some of the best of advice, some of the best advice I've ever received, you know, when I was playing was that in all aspects, you got to be you. You must be you. I didn't spend a lot of time with my teammates off the field. That's just fact. You can ask any of my college teammates. It's what it is. I have my own friend group. They respected that for the most part. Really never had too many issues on that side of things. But the most important thing is that if you feel like you're conforming just to fit in, that's a problem. Your teammates should be able to accept who you are, what you are. Now, again, now... That also goes with, you know, an asterisk there. Now, we're not talking about if they're accepting the fact that you're showing up, you know, high and drunk to practice every day. Okay, that's not what I mean. I mean as in, you know, your personality may not go too well with another's or whatever. College teams and stuff, especially high school, you don't do it as much. But when you get to college, people start to figure out, you know, their friends, you know, their friends and pretty much some of the things that they really like to 
you know, partake in. That, so from that perspective, I completely think that it's, um, it's a very objective, or excuse me, a subjective thing to say, um, is to figure out what you like, you know, and those who you like to be around. So there's nothing wrong with that, but you must be you anywhere you're at. You have to be comfortable with who you are. There's a difference in God-given ability and hard work. And I know everybody, the saying goes, what hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You know what? To an extent. And then there are also those people who, regardless, that don't work, work hard, they're still better. Okay? I play with a few guys like that. Okay? It is what it is. Sometimes they just, you know, they got the touch of God. Okay? It is what it is. But I'd like to ask you objectively, what is hard work? What is it? Is it an extra, you know, rep when you're lifting? Is it an extra sprint when you're dog tired? You know, an, another shooting session, another film session. What is hard work? You have to define that for you. Earlier in this podcast episode, I said that I would kind of go through, you know, what my purpose was. One of the things my pride and joys of playing lacrosse was that my dad watched me play. He loved watching me play. And I still love to play because I know that when he watches me play, it gives him joy. You know, I don't think, I think after a while, I'll be honest with you, I was playing professionally. <laughs> I play for paychecks. I play for checks. Why lie? Why lie? Right? But the pure enjoyment for me is my dad watching me play. Felt like when he stopped watching me play, I didn't really feel that purpose anymore. That was one of the things that really drove me to be somebody. But what got me to be an All-American, what got me to be a, a great player when I was in college, to be honest with you, was a breakup. <laughs> I literally stopped all extracurricular activity and I just focused on playing. That was on that was in the classroom, that was training, I was running, shooting, whatever the case was. I did everything in my power to try to move on from the heartbreak. And it worked. And this is all the things I kind of learned along that journey was as simple as sometimes we do understand that the world is very big, okay? You need to do your very hardest to make it as small as humanly possible. The better you are at doing that, the more laser-focused you are, and you'll be able to reap the benefits of all of that work, that hard work as we speak of, and you being able to take full advantage of that quote-unquote God-given for some of us. In closing, I'll say this. There's not a perfect science to this. I'm only sharing this because I think it's so important for a lot of you kids out there that you're listening that you have to understand sometimes that if it's not on you to be that next player, to be that great player, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to also be willing to understand that it requires sacrifice. And I've spoken about that on other podcast episodes, but 
like for me, like I said, I was around drinkers and smokers my whole life. I could be around you guys. I just wasn't going to participate. Whatever you prioritize, usually in a lot of cases, that's what ends up being a lot of what comes to fruition for you. But it's so important that you understand some of these elements. And like I said, if you use any of this stuff, it's beautiful, right? But not all of this is like a clear-cut way to get to where you want to be. Just some advice. I'd like to thank you guys for listening. And once again, this is always a pleasure for me. Absolutely love doing what I do. In the time going, uh, I would like to say that I'll probably be doing a lot more of these podcast episodes. But, you know, pending my father's condition and everything, we shall see. But your kid out there, you know how to get in contact with me. Instagram and Twitter, JoviNation23. Email, peace of mind, 2327 at gmail.com. We're going to go out with some camera, man. This is a classic. Yeah.